day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the Ted's. Starring the Ted. Start. The. Uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast, the home episode. Uh, I'll be your host here, uh, the Ted Smith. And the upper left-hand box tonight, just by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Please give a warm Harvard University welcome. What's up, boys? <laughs> All right, back there on the bottom square on my screen, Matt Cobb, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. <laughs> I was laughing. Somebody sent me an email and was like, Hey man, like this commercial, like I get it, blah blah blah. And I'm like, there's nothing we can do. The commercials go in. Like, you're gonna hear what you're gonna hear. Yeah, they were trying to get me to apply to Harvard. I mean, I don't know who listens to this cast, but apparently we got some some geniuses out there. <laughs> I know one guy that went to Harvard. Plus, Is he a child I mean, genius. What's that? Was he a child genius? I feel like no, this he's kid's an he was an athlete oh, played sports. There you go. Dude, one of, the, one of my friends from middle school grew up, I think he went to UCLA, but he's a neuroscientist now. I don't even know what that is. Right? Yeah, I, I saw some when I was a kid because my parents wanted to know why the hell I was so weird. But uh, neuroscientist means like they study the brain. He's a brain scientist. Yeah, they study like fMRIs and stuff. It's pretty cool. Probably, yeah, like super brainiac stuff. Awesome. Uh, so- <laughs> Ted, uh, awesome. Awesome. Oh, okay. Good for him. <laughs> so we were off for uh, off for for Thanksgiving break. I had somebody. I mean, Matt, you haven't heard this yet, Cobb. I don't know if I told you either, but had a plan for a very small, uh, very small get together, right? Like four people. And then Wednesday afternoon, my buddy calls me in a panic. He's picking up the fancy pie. And it's like, hey, man, uh, somebody I went to Costco with last week just tested positive. I'm like, no. So then he went and got a test. But then we had to wait to see, right? Because I had seen him after that. So we had to wait to see. So we were just kind of stuck in this limbo. But anyhow, everybody apparently was getting tested. He didn't get the results till Saturday night at 1.30. Uh, in my place like Barnes and Dunk came by and stood on the sidewalk and had their own beers and we like chatted for a while that was that was like the highlight and Thanksgiving Thanksgiving itself the day was fine but then it was like Friday like all right are we getting the all clear am I gonna leave the house no and then Saturday was just like sitting around I mean I I try to keep it pretty cool but by Saturday afternoon there was still no uh no results and I'm just pacing a circle around my refrigerator, like in my living room around and just out loud, keep going, what the f- are we doing? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> God, well, seriously, I didn't even think about that with COVID. It's almost like you guys like had that like awkward, like our, we, one of us tested positive for an STD, you know, like we're waiting for the results on the other one. Like it almost puts you in a little relationship of sorts or a, a, an entanglement. Right. And then, you know, people are like, well, do you have to wait for him? And I'm like, well, if he was with somebody that tested positive and then I was when I saw him that night, like, yeah, I mean, he's in my bubble. But 
yeah, I got to wait to see how he tests negative. Obviously, Ooh. you know, everybody tested negative or he tested negative. So we're all good. But I feel bad for that girl, too. She lives with roommates. So not only is she stuck in like her own place, she's stuck in a room. Ooh. Yeah. That's brutal, man. I've seen some of those like when people quarantine in New York where they're just like in their own bedroom or like if they fly in from somewhere or whatever, and, like that looks ruthless. Yeah, because some states, right? If you like, I mean, hell, I wouldn't even leave this state right now because if you try to come back, you got to like quarantine or something for two weeks. And like, can you imagine going to another state and just sitting in a hotel room for two weeks? <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you this. What's crazy, having been out of the state this year, most states they're pretty much in YOLO mode. Seattle is by far the most intense lockdown of my experience with Utah, California, Nevada, Oregon, Washington. And I don't I know, man. California's got some pretty strict stuff, dude. I mean, the it's, Niners are playing. That's there right now. It's county think? by county down here. Um, and where, Cobb, you were in Palm Springs as well, right? Yeah, it's Riverside County. Yeah, so Riverside County hasn't been as brutal, but like L.A. County, they have like uh, curfews and yeah, like uh, not even outdoor dining. Like I didn't know that. It's wild in L.A. Kind of right, but pretty chill out here in Palm Springs. Santa Clara County just ruled out any football for college, high school, or pro. So the Niners are playing their last two home games in Arizona. Wow. (laughs) yeah what a time to be alive boys (laughs) yeah but i mean in the summertime when i was back in maryland it was pretty much like here you know summertime here like 25 percent inside like all the doors and windows were open and everything so had to mask up everywhere you went dude ted i I don't want to derail us but i do have i have a conversational question for you if okay if like all right i've we, we kind of figured out in the popcorn shop, we've been talking about this, that the three things you can say in any conversation that don't really mean anything, but it kind of like moves the conversation along are, I hear you, man. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> and, um, oh, dude, what was the third one? God. All right, I don't remember the third one, but do you have any of those that you just like, you can say as like a filler? No, generally, like, if I'm going to, like, I, the problem with I hear you is it's like a business technique, too, to say to somebody, I hear you. I'm not saying you're right, but I hear you, right? Yeah, that's a, I mean, more like casual when you're like, oh, I hear you, man. Oh, that was the other thing. What a time to be alive. <laughs> man, I feel like the biggest things you and Rowan say. <laughs> yeah, dude, I say it all the time, and I realized it means nothing. I was like, oh, I hear you, man. <laughs> Yeah, trust me. I think I definitely talked to you on the phone once and be like, are you paying? Like, are you really listening to what I'm saying? You said I hear you like three times. That's like when I just don't know what to say. But I don't know. I wasn't sure if there was any like kind of industry standard ones for radio or any like cool ones you knew. It's just like, I don't know. I mean, the main thing is try to take a pause. I, I mean, look, if you listen to the podcast, you'll hear me do it. But trying to not say, not say, um, is you try to learn just to kind of pause for a second or two. That's, That's how it crazy. Works. That's good. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Make uh, a quick note of that. <laughs> well, it's like I told Matt, like when you're hosting stuff, especially like the cage for MMA stuff down at the uh, Emerald Queen, 
like sometimes when I'm in there, like I'll be looking at the notes and I'll kind of get lost for a second. And I always just try to be confident, put my head down and take like one step. Because people in the audience don't know if you're nervous or if you lost your place. So it looks like I'm just kind of slowly walking around the cage. Like he must know what he's doing. Like, damn right. I'm just owning this moment. <laughs> right. <laughs> like a well, lion pacing the cage. Well, think about like lead singers, right? Like you see lead singer. Man, I know you've seen a few lead singers in your day. <laughs> Uh, yes. But sometimes, like, Once you know upon what I mean? a like, time. Those, those guys, when they're walking around, like, they don't always have something cool to say or whatever. Like, they're just kind of like, all right, all right, I'm going to say something here. Yeah. Yeah. There's, it's always, it's part of what makes the band the band is with the, the lead singers saying between songs when you see them live. I mean, Steel Panther are the kings of that. It's like all three of them just like firing off jokes like nonstop. That's part of the show. But yeah, sometimes that part of the show isn't as exciting. Uh, it's just very real, though. And that just makes the music seem cooler. So if they have something cool or they're just being real and super present, I'm, I'm having a good time. I miss live music real bad, boys. Yeah, well, still Panther. I mean, that's like going to a comedy show. Yeah. But I've also definitely been to a band that I really liked and their lead singer wouldn't shut up and it killed it. Hmm. Hmm. I noticed you didn't say the name. God, it makes me more and more curious, Ted. I'm so curious. Uh what do you what do you prefer? Pie or cake? Wow. <laughs> Very interesting. All right. That <laughs> you could do the math there. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's not a band named Pie. <laughs> now you know some some jackass is gonna email in like dude i've been in a band named pie for seven years bro get with it You're like all right jesus i mean look i'll just tell a story it's at the paramount we go to see cake right the dude's talking and talking they only play like it didn't it seemed like it was an hour in between songs and then there's like these trees on stage right just little potted trees and he's like we can figure out a way to give these away. And it, basically it's like whoever in the audience has the most kids, but it's a woman up in, like I had terrible seats. She's up in the third deck with me. And they sat there on stage, didn't play a song in between and waited for her to walk down to give her the motherfucking tree. Right. Dude, that's when that, I feel like drugs are necessary in some cases to create amazing music. But, you know, a lot of the greatest songs that we've experienced are the result of drugs. The flip side is like in a live situation, some things that seem really relevant to them probably aren't very exciting for you. Yeah. And look, I still love Cake. I, I have friends that have seen him and be like, dude, they were awesome. And I was like, maybe I just saw a bad night. And it was like a Sunday night. But I was just like, I'd be hard pressed to go to that show again. Wow. <laughs> Now, with that said, they still have the greatest cover song of all time with I Will Survive. <laughs> Fair. Dude, have you seen uh, the intro to T-Pain's Twitch stream? I know that's a really specific ask, but it's been viral lately. <laughs> I saw it with you. Dude, I want to see him live before I die. What is, God, what is your definition of viral? Because you say that, but you're the only person that has brought it up to me. Most things that go <laughs> viral, uh, you know what I mean? Like everybody knows about it. That's fair. You know, viral is relative. It's like saying someone's famous. It's like, well, you know, are they Steve Poole, local weatherman in Seattle famous? 
or are they Sandra Bullock famous? You know, how viral is, how viral does something need to be? But you're right. I mean, I feel like I do a good job of avoiding the mainstream, but so things that seem like they go viral to me, basically we're just big on Reddit for like 20 minutes. You know, I'm not seeing things like on Twitter and IG and you know, whatever. So yeah, you're you, right, Ted. When you just yeah, I shouldn't use up. the word. Yeah, when you just brought that up again. No, no, no. I'm just like, wait a minute, dog. Where did this go viral? You're like, I hadn't thought about it since the last time I saw you. That viral. Was- viral. It was like Jesus, two or three weeks Ted. ago. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's talking about it, Ted Smith. Everyone is freaking talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, good news from the holiday. I could still make a ridiculously good stuffing. So next time, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to make it for what holiday, but we're going to eat some of that damn stuffing because I made it a large amount and it was just me. Dude, I'm about that life. That's my favorite, uh, Thanksgiving. What's it called? Dish. Yeah. Looks like Tyler's in agreement. I'm also not going to lie. I'm getting pretty fired up about cooking these chickens, man. I might cook another one this weekend just for the hell of it. Two. Cornish game hens. You still talk about the daytime rotisserie grill that you got going on? <laughs> I haven't purchased this. No, but you are you in the air fryer game? No. Wait, so where were I remember you were oh that's right. You were okay, you were doing the chickens to like train for Thanksgiving and then you were gonna be the bird guy. I remember now. Yeah, man. Yeah, so that turned out good. Uh how about you guys? What'd you guys do? Thanksgiving? Yeah. Thanksgiving Day. So, have you? I've probably talked about it on the podcast. The it's Thanksgiving song by Nicole Westbrook. It was produced by the same guy that produced uh, "It's Friday" by Rebecca Black. All right, and has nice. the same sort of formula. I mean, it's about a day, um, and very upbeat and very catchy. Um, I like it a thousand times better than Friday. And so I listened to it a lot that day. Uh, her name's Nicole Westbrook. If you want to look it up, the music video is incredible. She grabs a turkey leg when it gets to the rapping part. And I listen to that a lot. <laughs> um, but I just always like to recommend that song. Uh, the other thing we made these Tyler got on Pinterest and we made these like Rolo we melted Rolos in between two of those little like mini square pretzel grid things that they sell. So we melted a Rolo in between two of those and made a little sandwich, then waited for the Rolo to dry and then dipped it in melted white chocolate and put sprinkles on it. That sounds pretty good. I think I sent, did I send you a picture of that Ted? Yeah. You sent me a picture. I was like, I was in from the jump. Yeah. Yeah, Rolos, pretzels, melted, and then dipped in in white chocolate. It was it was super awesome. Um, so definitely get on Pinterest and look that up if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> ten out of ten. That sounds legit. Yeah. Kyle, did you um, cook anything? Did I cook anything? Yeah. No. You know it's funny, Ted. You know that I'm not super into cooking. It just it's ironic that I cook for a living now. Um, but I made. The day before that, I probably made 400 gallons of brown butter and sea salt popcorn. But no, on Thanksgiving Day, my family knows not to expect a lot out of me. I come over, I try to just be entertaining and, you know, bring a good energy. But I didn't bring a dish. We uh, we kind of went classic, but kind of a low-key version of it this year. Um, went over to, uh, wow, I, 
I almost said my parents' names. My parents' names are basically the same name with one letter difference. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I went over to their spot over in uh, Juanita. And uh, I mean, just hung with the, you know, with the immediate family, went over to the girlfriend's parents for a minute to say hello. But um, we kept it pretty, uh, um, pretty domestic, pretty local. That's what I was looking for. Masks on and just, you know, so yeah, I mean, it was a good holiday, but you know, in light of everything that's going on, I feel like it makes it a little more special. So it's nice to see everybody. Great turkey dinner with the Cobbs. So yeah, all in all, good holiday. I'm sorry to hear about yours. That sucks. Um, but dude, right around the corner, man. Christmas Eve. Big this year. <laughs> I know. Trust me. That's the uh, that's the other thing I've been looking up. Like, can I take a trip? Can I do something? Like, as it gets a little closer, like, I am turning freaking 40, but... I don't know the way things are going. I'm not sure the state's going to be any more opened up. So I already had this plan. I just got to get used to like, all right, next year we'll do stuff. Dude, I'll tell you this. I'm going to be around till the end of the month and I got nothing going on past the 24th, 22nd. Oh, excellent. And we got a hot tub. We might have to find an outdoor deck. We have three. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's freezing. We're going to sit out there and just have drinks. All right, Cobb, I know you had to be excited. What do you think about these monoliths? 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 Monoliths. Plural? Right. So there was the one in Utah's desert, and then they found one today in Romania. Oh, snap. Are they related? Uh, so that's my question. What, do you, what are you guys' theories on it? Do you think it's an Dude. art project? Do you think it's actual aliens? Do you think it's they've been there? And here's the other thing. We don't know how long the one in Utah was there. Ted, with things like this, I like to take a scientific by the book approach. I'm going to go ahead and tell you with 100% certainty, Utah aliens. That's an alien. No, I don't know. Um, (laughs) I think it's probably like an art project or something, but it sounded cool. The thing that I saw was somebody, people were trying to find out where it was. And this guy looked at the flight path. Uh, There was two photos. He looked at the photos determined the age of the rock and the stone um, and how weathered it was, what direction it would be facing. Then he looked up the flight path of the helicopter. Within 45 minutes, he was able to find, using only the internet, where this thing was and grab it on Google Maps. But So I thought that was impressive. Dude, I think it's cool when people put up art, you know, outdoors. Obviously, sometimes it's a little ill-conceived, but this one looks pretty, pretty rad. It's weird that it disappeared, you know, that sure sign of aliens um so i don't know it could be a portal to another dimension could be a dude from you know salt lake city trying to make a name for himself what do you think i mean i pretty much just assumed it was an art installation and then somebody just kind of stole it but today when i saw there was one in romania i was like hmm like the only people to me that would have that kind of money and power would be like amazon but amazon doesn't really need to run like a crazy thing to get you to use their product like their amazon <laughs> the monolith what if it was like some some just like startup and they're like all right here's the plan boys i'm gonna hide a monolith in the utah desert we wait and when someone finds it then we start popping them up all over the world monolith.com it's <laughs> <laughs> a hell of a rollout that's the other question too what if it's like what if the first one was just some random dude that did it in utah to like to do it and then now is the one in Romania, a copycat? Like, I, there's so many questions. Could be artists, could be aliens, could be copycats. 
Dude, I lean towards aliens. I feel like, you know, call me a conspiracy theorist, but I don't think we've seen our last monolith. I'll say that right now. I don't think we've seen our last monolith. I'm I'm calling somewhere quasi-religious, maybe Sao Paulo, maybe Chile, um, you know, maybe the Indian subcontinent. I mean, we're going to see another monolith. I just don't know when, I don't know where. It could strike at any time. I mean, so far they've been in pretty remote areas. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to see another one in a desert. A desert, a jungle. That'd be crazy. I don't even know how they'd find it. Right. So a jungle would be, I feel like the desert, you could put it out there and somebody eventually would find it. Like the yeah. Sahara or something. But I'm with you. If you had it in a jungle, like, I don't know. That, that just seems much harder to find. <laughs> That's true. That assumes they want people to find it. I mean, if it's some sort of a portal or something. I don't know. I guess I don't really know much about monoliths. What's the difference between a monolith and an obelisk? Well, I will tell There's you this. Shape. I, I never heard the word monolith until last week when they found that one in Utah. <laughs> this is the guess, part I've been waiting for. <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, what the F is this word? And that was the first, Kyle, that was the first thing I thought of. I was like, isn't that an obelisk or whatever? Because we were at Burning Man the first time at the end of our road was a camp that had a bunch of those. And I was like, yeah, it's the Washington Monuments. I think it was like day two or something. And I was like, why are you calling the, the Washington Monument that? And you're like, is that's what that structure's called? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. No Dude, you have a good memory, man. I totally just blanked that out. Of, wow, nice. Yeah, accurate. Yeah, well, at nighttime, it's the only way I knew to turn left. <laughs> <laughs> of course, then those bastards had those lights out the last two or three nights. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, what did you think? Dude, I have no idea what we're talking about. I don't know what monoliths are. That's why when Ted, when you guys started talking about what it was, I was like, this is the part I've been waiting for. Like, oh, all right. So a monolith, uh, think like this. This one was just like a solid steel, like like basically like a straight pole, but it's wide. Think like Stonehenge, isn't it? I think technically those are a monolith, but they have stuff on top. But this one was just out in the middle of the desert in Utah by itself and like i don't know if it was the park police or whoever went a helicopter and they kind of found it and went down there and were just like what is this but it was it was so clean and shiny it was just like how long did this have been in the desert is it so that's metal what post was, yeah no not a post so they were flying over the area and they saw this shiny thing and one of the guys thought you know pos- that it was something weird because it was way out in the middle of the desert utah is a massive state and oftentimes when hikers are stranded, they'll shine a mirror at helicopters in order to flag them down. So the guy's like, hey, to the pilot, he's like, hey, can you drop us down? Let's go check this thing out. So a couple of like the park workers or whatever, there's two photos, one of them out in front of this thing and one kind of off to the side. But it's, I mean, it's similar to an obelisk. I would not say it's a post, but it's like a large, you know, rectangular structure about the size of a, you know, a coffin or so um Whoa. metal and yeah and it, it looked like a sculpture like a piece of fine art out there huh. totally out of place obviously man or alien made um i mean not organic that much i can tell you and so you know it started this big thing and then i didn't know about the second one ted where'd you say it was romania romania yeah so the the first one right it seemed like somebody just went in there and trucked it out because i saw a guy that was like hiking in Whoa. there and he's like yeah we saw a pickup truck go by with like some large thing in the back of it. And there was all these fresh tracks. 
So I figure I can't. And also, who knows? Maybe it was the artist. Maybe it was the aliens. Maybe it was just some dudes that lived around there. We're like, F it. Let's go get it. Has Banksy been brought up? I'm a Banksy I mean, fan. That's a good call. Maybe. I mean, I, I won't lie. When I first saw it, Jesus, sorry. I'm watching a Sounders playoff game, too, during the podcast. <laughs> I just I saw the announcer, like, raise, raise his voice. Uh, when I first saw it, my first thought was, this has got to be a very specific art project. Like, how long has it been out here? Old Ted Smith mixing business with pleasure once again. <laughs> Some would say he's made a career of it. <laughs> uh, either way, it was. it's interesting. And I don't know. It's just 2020, man. 2020 keeps delivering what you want. Did you have monoliths ready? Like, did not. Didn't even know what they were. But 2020 said, here you go. <laughs> Seriously, it's like 2020, you know, disaster bingo. You're like, and who had monolith? Blue monolith. Yeah. What a yeah, time I think it was alive. wild, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly. See, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, that's crazy, bro. It's like <laughs> just a perfect, like, you contributed, but you didn't really, like, dude, yes. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Uh, all right. We're going to take a quick break and then come back with some emails. All right, let's read some emails here and uh, let's get fired up, man. It's emails. Let's go. <laughs> All right, just so you boys know, I can't see you. Uh, no cook food. What's up, boys? My no cook food is a pack of sardines, a few Kalamata, olive, Kalamata olives, sun dried tomatoes, mayo, and a little bit of seedy mustard, all found at Co- Costco. And for those who muttered, ew, sardines are just tiny cooked fish, skinless, boneless and gutless back to basics squad bench dead the zamboni driver so here's my issue zamboni driver i said ooh, and i like sardines those damn olives get them out of there oh collect i don't know how to say it kalamatas kalamata kalamatas you're not on board with kalamatas ted i don't eat mush or i don't eat mushrooms and i don't eat the olives and one of them okay Wow. And I've tried, trust me, mushrooms, I've tried them all. I don't eat mushrooms on food. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> I hear you, man. Right. <laughs> and, and I love the idea of the mushroom. Like it grows everywhere. It's this and that. Like I want to like them. I just, I don't know. Yeah. And I've had chanterelle. I was like, have you had a chanterelle? I've had a chanterelle. Sorry, man. And same thing with olives. I really want to get into olives because I like salty and briny, and it seems like a decent snack. But I don't know, man. I just don't. I just don't like them. Interesting. There's so many varieties. Speaking of mushrooms, I feel like it's worth noting on this podcast that they were just decriminalized in Oregon um, in terms of psychedelic mushrooms, which is interesting. And then also, the House is moving through a bill to decriminalize marijuana nationwide. Very interesting. Wow. Dude, honestly, they decriminalized a lot of stuff in Oregon. I think they might have legalized psilocybin. I'm open to that energy. I, but they decriminalized like the hard drug. Everything else. What's that? Didn't Colorado decriminalize too? Yeah, I'm not sure if they sell them yet. Yeah, I would guess that commerce isn't possible, but you know, I, I think they're just trying to avoid in my opinion, the biggest tragedy of the war on drugs, which is arresting someone just for possessing something like that, rather than for committing a, a crime, like, a, you know, because we, we already have laws that cover all the 
the major things you could do wrong. I mean, if you if you're eating mushrooms and you murder someone, okay, like we we already have the law for murder, you know, or rob someone or whatever. But yeah, so I think they're hopefully trying to reverse some of those, um, you know, in some cases lifetime convictions that pretty undue in some people's opinion. All right, so Oregon did legalize it. They're the first state to legalize it. I think Colorado decriminalized, but the Road measure. Trip, boys. The measure is basically like, they're not going to sell it in stores like weed. It's, ba- it's supposed to be for like uh, helping out people with mental issues or whatever. That's what they said about weed, bro. Look at us now. Yeah. And I mean, never forget MDMA started as a counseling drug. And it's being researched as one again. Same with uh, psilocybin. I'll tell you what, go to some festivals. You never meet people tripping on that kind of stuff who are in a bad mood to see you. Right. Cobb was <laughs> like, if you murdered somebody on mushrooms, you know, you'd go to jail for murder. Like, back up. What? <laughs> hey, yeah, totally. I just mean, like, that's the thing. You think about, like, somebody who's high on weed, like, even getting in a fight. It's like the last thing those people want to do is right. fight someone. They want to have a laugh with you and eat a hot dog and some nachos. But all I'm saying is that in addition to laws against crimes, they are then also penalized for being in possession of things that probably had nothing to do with it. Right. Yeah, man. So for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, howdy to the fellows of the greatest podcast in all the land, all the, all land. the land, Minneapolis old dude checking in a couple of really long weeks for me. Two quick answers for the last two cop topics. What I want for Christmas hugs enough said Uh quick meal. When I don't feel like cooking, Soup and rolls, specifically chicken corn chowder and Pillsbury Grand Flaky Rolls. Ooh. I'm a very casual golf fan and turned on the Masters Sunday morning just in time to watch Tiger post a 10 on a par three. Yeah. If you guys haven't already talked about this, I'm betting Matt knows the details. Matt? Yeah, yeah that was wild. I think he went into the water twice and had trouble getting out of the bunker but yeah it happened right in front of my eyes i couldn't believe it i felt so much better about myself um he went in the drink a couple times and then he was in a sand trap and absolutely just sculled one so it didn't didn't go up in the air it just like ran across the green to the other side it was just like oh like i mean honestly on that hole I could have been Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods looked like a golfer there. <laughs> was he on tilt? I mean, like, did it shake him or was oh, he, he, cool, he rattled off like four or five birdies on the next few holes or whatever it was? No, he he tapped into that, you know, killer instinct and like, Tiger vision. Yeah, exactly. And, well, and it, as you say, in Tiger's defense, like on a par three, whereas when I go into the drink, just because I hit it short or I didn't right, like. He hit it on the green, but he just added backspin. And the greens at Augusta are super fast. So then it kept running into the water, if that makes sense. Yeah. He put it on the green twice, and he ended up getting a 10? Yeah. Well, because they would lay it on the green and then start the backspin, and then they would hit a slope, and it's just like, oh, that's over. That's going in the drink. It's uh, almost more painful. It's a notorious hole like because yeah. of exactly that. It's just ridiculous. Um, golf is such a weird sport, but yeah, that was, that was a wild shot that you see guys do those things on the tour from time to time, but I don't ever remember seeing tiger do something like that. Like he's just in his own stratosphere. 
the night before I watched Sergio Ramos from Spain have not one, but two PKs saved in a Euro soccer match. Both very humbling experiences by guys that are legends in their sports. Yeah, Sergio Ramos is nasty. It got yeah. me thinking, what's my most humbling experience? I had many playing soccer through a couple years of junior college uh, for junior college soccer and adult indoor leagues. Working in the QSR industry, any day could prove to be very humbling. What about you guys? What's a humbling experience you've had? It may be a week early, but happy Thanksgiving to each of you and your families. Stay safe and thankful. Stan. Oh, I didn't get to this one last week. So what do you think, guys? What's a humbling experience you've had? I mean, recently, I'd say last year, sitting in that hot tub. So Taryn, oh, God. With, Taryn McGilly, <laughs> her boyfriend, baby's daddy, whatever, like her husband. So Brad Cash works on a station in Bellingham, K-I-S-M. And he has a morning show, Brad and John. So we're over on Lopez. You know, we're feeling, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. Had a few beverages and we're in the hot tub and this guy's chatting us up and then this and that. And like, finally he goes like, can I ask you a question? And I just, as, or he said, I just assumed he was talking about me. So in my head, I'm already like, oh, he's going to ask me if I'm Chad Smith. And Matt, what did he say? Something like the same way he was like, something about recognizing a voice that I, like, I'm already like nodding. Like, yeah, yeah it's me. He was sitting on one side of the hot tub and we were all kind of like, around but you know in a hot tub it's not like you're locking direct eye contact with one specific person and just kind of to the group he was like are you on the radio or like do you sound like you're on the radio and like ted and brad both like jumped in and ted had that look of him like yep sure am and the guy was just like okay and turned to brad like you are brad from brad and john <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what a cool college radio show you do there, guy. I'm talking to the superstar over here, Brad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's also humbling because Matt was in there and he could see my body language. I just be like, ah. Well, I looked right at Ted because I thought it was going Ted's way. No disrespect to Brad. I've spent more time with Ted. I've been at more events. I've been... Like I've seen that interaction so many times that as soon as he started the sentence, and I think that's close to the wording. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I just remember being like, he's talking to Ted and looking at Ted. And like I said, a few drinks later in the evening, Ted just lit up like ready. (laughs) (laughs) And then just, it's just so, once he went to Brad, his shoulders just collapsed. And it's just like so defeated. Like, are you kidding me right now? Like, I got to get out of this hot tub. That's what I was going to say. After all that, you're just stuck sitting in this hot tub looking at each other. <laughs> I don't know I if the that, guy man. noticed how bummed Ted was. Doing it. I think yeah. the guy was so fixated on Brad that he didn't even know Ted existed, let alone was like crushed by this moment. That's incredible. <laughs> He's meeting his hero. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, uh I the the guy uh, I forget the guy from Minneapolis that emailed this in. But um, the first thing that popped into my mind, I was trying to see if I had the scorecard over there. But the other day I got a birdie and then I tripled the next hole, triple bogey. So golf will keep you humble all the time. Like there's probably dozens of examples since I've been down here. But that was just like on the scorecard, like bogey or 
birdie. Hell yeah. Triple bogey. Like that's that's what I max out at. Like (laughs) that's how they get you. Yeah. Uh, Greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. land. Cobb, the recipe I'm recommending here requires one bowl, a microwave and a toaster. Dude, I think I think we hit this one on the heads. I think there's a lot of bachelors who listen to this show, boys, (laughs) because we've gotten a lot like we've gotten a lot of responses for like, you know, meals you can make cheaply and easily. Uh, I present to you the salami bowl. You take several slices of salami or bologna and place one bit at the bottom. Cut the remaining slices in half and arrange around the bowl to cover all the sides. Next, take a slice of uh, take a slice of what you Americans call American cheese and place that on top of the bologna. Crack an egg or two into the bowl, season with salt and pepper, and microwave until the egg is cooked. Eat with toast to dip in your eggs, uh, and job's a good one. Uh, prove us Irish eat more than just stew. Enjoy. Ron. Ron, weirdly, I eat pepper, I eat salami and eggs every morning for breakfast, but I eat them separately. Like I just eat, um, you know, hard-boiled eggs that are pre-made. I might actually try this. That's a pretty good suggestion. <laughs> What do you think, boys? Well, the Bills game for the first half, I was actually on Zoom with Ron and his uh, Irish buddies, all the guys I was, you know, I should say friends, all the Irish buddies I was going to meet in Dublin. And they, man, they were they were making fun of American bacon so bad. And I was like, I guess you're right. And they're like, yeah, it's tiny and flimsy and this and that. And I was like, man, Jesus Christ, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I trust, I would trust Ron's uh, cooking there. Yeah, that sounds uh, awesome. I got to listen back and get all the details. Like I got lost in there, but there's a lot going on. It sounds intriguing and pretty manageable. Uh, Lil Tay Moneyweight, bitch. I died laughing at this. Episode 216. I always look forward to the cast. Appreciate you guys. Peace. Chancy. Love it. Nice. <laughs> Right back at you, brother. Boys, boys, what a trip. I dove headfirst into the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. At the beginning of the Rona, I worked my way backwards from the home cast and finished on my way home from Quincy today. Kind of. Lots of podcasts missing before episode 200. It's been amazing. I love the ability to go from complete BS to absolutely profound thoughts in one sitting. Thank you for all you do. Any suggestions on any other podcasts to listen to? A future long-term listener, Nolan from Marysville. Uh, I mean, my first recommendation would be also check out the mega cast featuring the Ted Smith and Steve Miggs. Gone viral podcast (laughs) with herpes, which is mostly just life. Like what's mattening. That's me and my girlfriend rambling for a while about what's going on in our lives. I agree with both those suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you asked, actually. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man, that's pretty good. Oh, all right. Uh, I was going to say, Matt, what do you think? You got more? Should we break again here? Or can we fit one in before we started talking about uh, monoliths? Yeah, there was one there that I marked with a question mark. We'll just throw it in. All right. Well, let's check in with what's mattening. All right. Well, we kind of touched on it because I'm down here in Palm Springs still. Uh, and we already talked about Thanksgiving. 
And we already talked about the fact that I've been playing a lot of golf and it can be very humbling. Um, but it's been it's been pretty interesting. So here's a fun story. I, I'm excited because we have a pull up handle set up in the backyard, but we're on a golf course and we play with this dude the other day who's in his 80s and he mentions towards the end. So I do pull ups out there. My girlfriend, Tyler, also does yoga out there. And then we wind up playing golf with this 80 year old dude who eventually says, yeah, I live on the 18th fairway, too, with the two umbrellas. And we get to the 18 and we're like, yeah, that's us. And he's like, oh, I always see you guys working out out there. (laughs) (laughs) My girlfriend does a lot of yoga out there, bro. Like. Oh, I see. You're just out there ripping it a quick, quick. Like, I don't know if he's talk- who he's talking about. It could have been my mom works out out there. My dad uses the pull up handles to stretch out. We both do pull ups and dead hangs. So like could have been anyone, but it certainly sounded a little like which one of us you talking about, guy? Like, So, yeah, yeah uh, other than uh, that, we well, what would you rather watch? A dude do pull-ups or a girl do yoga? Right, right. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously. I can't say I blame the guy, but I don't know. I don't know how much you could see. Also, there are some some hedges, but it just was like it could have been so innocent. And I don't want to assume like the worst, most perverted thing, you know, if from some guy just because he's older. And you know, I could it could have been me doing pull-ups out there. I have no idea, but it certainly felt a little like damn dude like, i'm gonna go ahead and you know let that one slide but it it could easily be interpreted as like are you creeping from across the fairway bro binox bro binox yeah i was gonna say the funny part is more than likely he's just watching you because you're on the bar more visibility of yeah. high <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I wouldn't sweat that one, man. I'm sure he's just being like, hey, I see you guys work out over there all the time. That's a good I point. don't know, Ted Smith. I think he's got binoculars he's holding with one hand. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just kidding. Tyler's uh, right here. That's her laughing in the background, if anyone was wondering. Um, yeah. Uh, did I talk about Rory Blackleroy on the cast? I just got to shout this guy out. I don't think I've talked about it. I told I told you about him like before the cast once upon a time because I discovered him before I left. But I hope I listened to his whole album a bunch of times now. He's really good. He's a rapper that just loves golf and just raps about golf. And What's his name? Rory Blackleroy. All right. So like Rory McElroy, but black instead of Matt. Yeah. B-L-A-K-R-O-R-Y. And it's legit rap. Like it is, it's just the lyrics are all about golf instead of the usual things. And it's so fun. So uh, if you like rap at all, please check out Rory Blackleroy and tell me if it's legit. It's just a regular rap fan. If you like golf and rap, you definitely are going to enjoy Rory Blackleroy. Um, And even if you don't like rap and you like golf, like me, I would say most most time I'm not the biggest rap fan and I love this guy. So that's been like the highlight of the week is just bumping his album Pars and Bars. 
<laughs> I like it. That's pretty Bars. good. Bars. <laughs> that is good. That is good. Well, is he buddies with all the trap golf guys? Yeah. Yeah. Roger Steele is how I found out about him. Uh, and he just posted one of his videos on his Instagram story. Like, man, if, if Rory Blackleroy was rapping about bitches and drugs and whatever, like he'd be one of the best, most famous rappers in the country. And I was like, what? And it sounds gimmicky, right? Like golf rap, Rory Blackleroy. And it, it's very impressive. And it's a lot of fun because it's actually good. It's, it's I don't want to compare him to Steel Panther, but like both of them are really fun and the music is super legit. So uh, I mean, that's a yeah. big part of the rap culture and community though is like taking names from other people right like rick yeah, Roth was, was a famous drug dealer that's a good point the name of a famous drug dealer curtis jackson just took the moniker so it's like i like i don't know in other music it might be gimmicky but i'm like hey he's rapping about golf like i like it plus matt you're right roger Steele and that trap his man i forget what he calls it when he breaks it down for real like talk months. real talk those things he is legit funny he's hilarious yeah, today. Oh, to, today is Giving Tuesday. So I donated to Roger Steele's uh, nonprofit that he runs to support uh, black pro golfers that are trying to work, play their way onto the PGA Tour. Um, Trap Golf, a pro portion of all their proceeds go to that, too. But I just donated straight up because it was Giving Tuesday. And like, that's a cause that I think it's dope. Like, it's just fun having some diversity in the game. It is. A lot of things are fun. Yeah. Something in that Sounders game fun or not fun? Excellent. They scored a goal. And oh. I was just saying last week, they never scored crap on set pieces. So I'm just like, let's fucking go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Turn up. Do you ever try and see how many times you can read an athlete's lips saying let's go or let's fucking go during a broadcast of a game? Uh, I don't, but the, the LFG with the Sounders fans, that's become a good one. And then for whatever reason this year, I've said it more this year, just like see somebody in football, get a hard hit, like, let's go. But I, I think popping pads, pop, you know, let the pads pop, but you're right. Let's go boys. Like go, like that's always been every sport. It, you, when you're watching football or basketball, anything just like try and you'll notice it now that I've planted it in your head. I think it's the athlete equivalent of that's crazy, bro. <laughs> Dude, I love that. Oh, All right. Well, is it about that time? Boo, ba -doo, ba -doo, boo, 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 boo. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. 2020. It's been a wild year. <laughs> a lot of things have changed. New vistas of possibility have revealed themselves. Old structures have faded away. My question for you boys is if a person was frozen from 2000 and they woke up in 2020, what would shock them most? Email us, email at the podcast.com. If somebody's frozen in 2000 and they woke up in 2020, what would shock them the most? I mean, first of all, Trump being president, even though he's on his way out, would be a lot of that guy from home alone. The guy from the Nelly song. <laughs> That's like number one right now. Right, he's still just Donald Trump. I'm trying to think like 2000. He's in the like, Pizza Hut commercial. The Apprentice. Was he? The Apprentice isn't even out in 2000, dude. Yeah, so that's like nine, 90s was Pizza Hut. 
All right. That was all he had. Yeah, like the Trump thing would be alarming. I also think the pandemic would blow him away. But follow me on this one. Imagine trying to tell somebody, right, they just woke up from the year 2000. And I'll be like, hey, remember six years ago when O.J. Simpson was losing his mind? They had this famous trial and this and that. And he's like, yeah. It's like, remember the third lawyer on the team, whatever? Like, yeah. Like, well, his kids are grown up now. And they are the most famous people on the planet. Like, what? Oh, yeah. And that Olympian dude, Bruce Jenner, his name is now Catelyn Jenner. And he's transgender. Like, what is transgender? Like, don't focus on that. Trump is president. There's a pandemic. I'm just letting you know. How did all this happen? You know, Brandy... I think it's her brother, Ray J. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, like, I'm trying to rack my brain. Like, Brandy was 2000, right? Late 90s? or was Brandy she was around before 2000. I don't know where Ray J's relevancy was, but I don't think their sex, him and Kim Kardashian's sex tape had come out yet. Dude, and think Whoa. about who all the people who didn't even, I mean, where was Black China? Where was Megan the Stallion? Jay, yeah. Nothing. Nowhere. No, no, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Imagine, I mean, the, Kim Kardashian is right. She's my age. So you're talking about she was like 19 or 20 in 2000. Like, and, and it's just insane. The Kardashians, right? Like, you like, no, OJ and uh, Johnny Cochran. Like, no, no, no. Johnny Cochran, unfortunately, is dead. He was the third lawyer on the team. His family is super famous now. Like, what? Like, that is yeah, wild. Dude. Right. So Bruce Jenner married Robert Kardashian's ex-wife. And then, yeah, the first daughter had a sex tape, and now they're the most famous people on the planet. Black China. Yeah. She's that is not wild. Even there man. anymore, cop. I know, yeah, dude. Wild. I know, but she's the best character. Yeah, she's I'm not. Black China. You just like her name and saying Black China. Like, Black she, China. Which I don't even know if she was ever on the show. She just dude, dated Rob. Here's what I like about her, Ted. Think about the balls it takes to nickname yourself Black China. That's a wild name. Like me, I'm Black China. It's like, what does that even mean? Is that like, uh, like, is the black in relation to like African American or like evil or what's she going for there? And then China, like, what, like, I, is she Blasian? Like, I, I, you know, I don't even know. I love it as a character. Love it. Big fan. Huge fan. Like, I was, I'm a super but hang on. You like her name. She was never on the show. She was a Ted, rapper. She had I've never even seen her face. I couldn't tell you a thing about her, but I'm a huge fan. But I like the character. Oh, I'm stuck in the minutia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't deal with the details, Ted Smith. I'm a big picture guy. Black China. <laughs> uh, Matt? Matt? Man, I was, I was just trying to think... Um, you know, of how you kind of like summarize what social media has done to culture and everyday life. Oh yeah. That's a good point. Like, I just feel like I can't, it's so big. Like we're going to talk about all the different platforms that have come and gone and that are killing it right now. And like what, what the hell an influencer is and you know, you got to, you know, I mean, what was before MySpace? Like, because there was, I mean, in 2000, was AIM still the thing? Like, this is kind of, AIM was kind of the infancy, and then this is where it's gone, and now you got millionaires, 16-year-olds on TikTok. Like, I don't even know how they monetize their th stuff. Yeah, I mean, right, I think back then, 2000, like, you'd still have AOL, like, 
IMing each other. But honestly, like I heard of Facebook back then because I lived with a bunch of guys that went to Hopkins. But if you didn't go to like Harvard or Hopkins, like nobody would know what Facebook is. But I think MySpace might have just been starting. Okay. Yeah. Facebook, I think, started like 2004 or 2005. MySpace was going, I want to say. Dude, what about the, I mean, we're talking influencer, whatever. They don't even know what the iPhone is. Like, that's where I would start is I would be like, this is now the TV. The TV is now the radio. And this thing is like a little piece of glass that can transport you anywhere on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about the actual technology too, like the hardware, because, but I could, I could Google kind of see started. that coming. Like the way I mean, like Google Black were, China. Huh? Nothing. Sorry. Go ahead, dude. I was just messing around. <laughs> Black China. Yeah. I still don't even know who that is. Um, right. She is a minor. One time years ago in a hotel room, <laughs> me and my friend Jamie were explaining to Kyle the whole Kardashian thing and how they penetrated society and this and that. And something came up about Rob was dating a girl named Black China. <laughs> Rob just lost his ass and was like, her name's Black China. And like, that's what I'm like, but he's like, she's the best character. It's like, we should have never told you that. Like, she just, <laughs> like, Rob was barely on the show. I've been fixated on Black China ever since. I know that's why Matt's like, I don't know who that is. Like, yeah, you shouldn't. Oh, good. I fell out of the loop. Um... <laughs> you know what? They talk about her in ancient monoliths. China. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm trying to like hardware you're right i'm trying to think it's other crazy stuff like i don't know i mean like are you a sports fan yeah the cowboys still suck yeah they didn't have like i don't know leds i guess technology you could always talk about uh, technology and like pop culture probably have changed the most right yeah wow yeah Dude, God, that would be wild. 2000 me. I can't even imagine. Like I was listening to silver chair, like worrying about Y2K. <laughs> You're damn right. Oh yeah. And wherever you live, like people have moved. <laughs> I'm just trying to think since 2000, man, a lot of stuff has gone on. Uh, all right, there you go. We'll be back next week. Uh, once again, Sorry, everybody. Obviously, we're not having a get-together this year because I, I hate to say this, but I, it wouldn't be legal. <laughs> right? It would actually be illegal. There's that little part. There's that little part. Uh, other than that, I don't know. You guys got anything else to add? Seems like a good He's trying to keep the podcast down, man. <laughs> no. I got nothing to add. Go Sounders. Go Sounders. Go Hawks. They're heating up. Uh, bundle up, it's chilly out there, but we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. So for, uh, for MCTP, for Cobb, I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.